consider every bullet point we have a quippy, Mike. Well, yeah. I mean, we could honestly do. Yeah, we got how many quibbies we got today? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We got twelve quibbies with many sub quibbies. Yeah, exactly. And that last quibby is probably the biggest quibby we have. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're asking ourselves, what if on Disney Plus? Mm, we did. I asked myself at least once. What if? What? Wh- why if is what someone else told me <laughs> this day, week, and I'm like, I get that reference. Uh, Moon Knight gets some suit leaks. Mm, we shall see. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of those. Avatar, the last airbender, mind you, I have to specify here because some <laughs> people may be triggered, gets a live action cast for the upcoming mm-hmm. series and more. Yeah, there is a vibe to the podcast today for me, Chris. I slept on a brand new bed last mm-hmm. night. Yep. I have I felt emotionally and physically supported throughout the night, yeah. and it's larger. We've upgraded from a queen to a king, so now wow. I feel like I'm sleeping on top of like a mesa yep. out in the middle of Arizona. I got like so much room. It's great. I I mean I, again, um, you you've actually con- made me. We've talked about mattresses off the air quite a bit. You made me consider that because when we moved into our new house a couple of months ago, our bedroom is significantly larger, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this bed feels really small in this space. You think we could like extend it one way or the other and then you showed me a list of different beds and what was it is it the alaskan king oh Which is alaska the big... king if i had to just go on for a minute totally unrelated to the podcast i do not understand why the square mattress has not taken on because everybody knows that mattresses like need to be rotated right and depending on what quality of mattress you have you even have the possibility of flipping it to the other other side mm-hmm. um so if we just had the ability to rotate just like one like one quarter turn you know around the clock if you will you've unlocked a whole nother direction on your mattress and that's what the alaska king is it's like a whole square Um, nine foot by nine foot yeah i think it takes the largest dimension of a king size mattress and it just squares it out and i'm just like that's perfect but i was like once you go there you're going more niche so you got it's like harder to find frames and like headboards and like you know stuff like that so we just went with the normal cal not california because that's longer we want the width we went with the normal king i i I, um i looked up the alaskan king mattresses whenever we did so alaskankingbeds.com uh crafted in north carolina by hand mind you not alaska (laughs) and uh the their lux the 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 grand lux is a ten thousand dollar mattress i feel like that's what like shaquille o'neal you know we always just thought like growing up watching his episode of cribs he was like getting special order mattresses like no he was shopping the higher upper end niche of mattresses that nobody knew about which was the alaska king and it's hilarious that it's made in in north carolina but i gotta imagine when they're inventing it they're like okay we got the normal king mattress right okay Mm -hmm. well we actually we wanted a little bit longer oh what's long Uh, the state of california let's do that and then somebody was like no i want to go even bigger uh and then wonder if somebody suggested like the texas king at some point in time like no we got to go even bigger and it's like oh alaska the alaska king so so i i looked this up a little bit further the one right underneath the alaskan king is an alberta king so canada (laughs) tried to catch up but they couldn't do it 
Uh, Wyoming is an 84 by 84 square, which is actually all these are bigger than the regular king. Um, by by like it's 28 inches longer than yours. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine you the space? Like you can fit a whole family in one of these mattresses. <laughs> rather than you weren't like, expecting this today on the podcast, yeah. were you, people? You're about to get learnt on mattresses. <laughs> yeah, I would highly suggest if you sleep with any other person besides yourself in a mattress to upgrade to a king yeah. it's worth it we were in queen a queen for such a long time which felt palatial after going from like a full size bed in college i mean yeah. my my room that i i shared an apartment with like three other people so it was four bedrooms crammed in this one tiny apartment like my bedroom was like microscopic and somehow like a full-size mattress fit in there with like a sliver along the wall for like a desk and the rest of my stuff yeah. and so when we upgraded to a queen i was like oh man i'm living high on the hog and now i feel like a fool well, it's uh, funny because but- I, I slept on a uh, on a futon mattress for most of my like, <laughs> college career because of that same reason. Like, oh, it's a bed when I want it to be, but I can just sleep on it, you know, anytime. But like, that's the other thing with mattresses. You never go downward, right? Like, you rarely oh, you go down you in size. Yeah, you you can't go back. And if I had to be um, an old man shooting a flare into the sky, as usual. The older you get, the more important and difficult sleep becomes, mm-hmm. you know? So if you are, if you have the opportunity to improve just your nightly routine in any given way, uh, I would recommend it because I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good for this podcast. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Not, well, not a lot of aches and pains today. So that's, that's good. Great. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the, the other side of, we've been experiencing a heat wave all week long enough. Like, um, I, I, I don't normally get migraines very often, but like it was like the the heat and pressure humidity was so much. I got one the other day. I went, like I went to bed at like seven thirty, and I'm like, I never do this. Like I got I got eleven <laughs> hours of sleep. It was it was wild. But I took um uh, one of my quarterly trips to Jungle Gyms and I share with Mike some of the goodies because Mike lives vicariously through me on these trips. It sounds <laughs> like because you're like I've never been there, but I love it. I'm like it's fantastic. So. Um, so I'll be posting some of that stuff on um, the superhero snack uh, channel this week as we kind of kind of work my oh, way yeah. through some of that. <laughs> yeah, our um, our neglected other social yeah. media uh, outlet, superhero mm-hmm. snack, which ended up being called that because it was just the handle that was available and it was the most obvious one. I don't know why I didn't think of it uh, the first go around. So. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Superhero Snack on Instagram, and I think we also have a TikTok and a Twitter, there's like nothing there. Yeah. But if you occasionally want to see like a picture of like a snack food, like every oh, yeah. other century, you can go check that out. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go as Mike said, whole hog on this thing uh, with some of the stuff I got because I have been served these liquid death ads for months, mm-hmm. if not years. And I'm like, what is the hell is liquid death? Uh, apparently it's just canned water. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I, I realized this and I'm like, why is Joe Manganello trying to t- sell me this liquid death water with this crazy oh, face? On I didn't, ass? I didn't know that was Joe Manganello's company. I don't know if it's his company, but he's in every atom on. So, Oh, maybe he's like attached to it in yeah. some way. It, liquid death is really cool though, because yeah, yeah, it is just water, but there is a total difference when you're drinking something out of a can that it, it's, it, the, the palate receives it a little differently. Yes. But also, I think the big selling point, which doesn't really come across on the can, because the can just looks like, you know, it would be served at a biker bar. It looks like, like beer. Oh, I mean, but yeah, yeah. but but like aluminum is just very recyclable. It's like one of the few things on the planet that like actually gets recycled. Yeah. And I think on the side of the can, it says like 
like 70% or maybe more than that of the aluminum on the planet has just been going around in the same circle. Yeah. So it's just more sustainable than a, than a plastic bottle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to try this cause I got the regular and the sparkling cans. Um, but, um, I, I've just been seeing these ads for so long. I'm like, you know, the hell with it. I'm going to, I'm going to pick me up some of this. And then of course the usual, uh, flavored chips from England and Japan and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So very excited uh, to get that. And then also that trip um, got me the last piece I needed to kind of finish my uh, one of my multiple arcade builds around the house. So I'm going to be posting some photos of this whenever I get up and going. It's got the TV in it, the, the, the plexiglass in front of it, Mike, so you can see yourself, you know, when it's turned off, that kind of reflection. Mm-hmm. I, I'm ready to go, but I'm, I'm – uh, I was I was gonna save that for for right before our first news topic because of um, certain people involved, but um, I'm I'm actually gonna go ahead and just open up these planters cheese balls here, and while you kind of you kind of go into and tell me what you've been watching this week. Yeah, live on the microphone eating snacks. Oh yeah, this well, is how uh, we do, folks. I finally revisited a movie I hadn't seen since I was like a child, which this movie probably shouldn't have been watched by a child back in the day, but you know whatever. My parents were cool. It was a Demolition Man, which is a movie that uh, was kind of recently popping back up in pop Great culture film, because yeah. because it was coming up on... I don't know if it was an anniversary necessarily for the film or if there was a date within the story itself that was coming around. I couldn't quite remember, but it, it appeared at, a, at Comic-Con a few years ago, and they were like serving some of the Taco Bell stuff incorporated in the movie. Because if you're not familiar, uh, Demolition Man stars Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's Wesley Snipes who's the villain. I think he's got blonde hair in it as well. Um, yeah, I think his name's Simon in the movie because I think because yeah. Sylvester Stallone or one of them says a cheesy line about like, oh, Simon didn't say or something like that. But yeah. it's just about these uh, these two uh, rivals that were like fighting each other on the battlefields of like apocalyptic L.A. when it was like, I guess this was just a idea of what if like these uh, riots just continued because that was a really popular news story back in the day. And uh, they just get frozen in time and then they get woken up when uh, the uh, whole like uh, Southern California region is like this kind of peaceful uh, an- it, angelic uh, park basically well th- there's two things that, that always make me this Austin Powers essentially took the crime yes. freeze thing like mm-hmm. the, the, the whole premise of Austin Powers freezing himself and unthawing out when his nemesis returns is taken from this movie and then also the three uh, seashells in the bathroom Oh yeah! Everyone's like, "What are the shells for?" Like, well, and that's the funny bit. Like, I had forgotten so much about this movie, and my child brain had only retained a few concepts. Like, I remember lots of explosions and a lot of action, yep. some futuristic like cars, and then seashells, and then also like weird ways that the people had sex. But I think <laughs> I was even at an age where I didn't even know how normal sex was done to begin with. Uh, so going back and watching v- this VR movie, sex is normal these days. I don't know. <laughs> so rewatching this movie was actually really great because I appreciated so much more about it, like the production design, the set design. I love the costume design; it's great. I, like I was just looking at like these uh, police uniforms, and I was like, man, I want to cosplay these uniforms because they look so awesome. Like they're wearing like these like these like like almost like midriff jackets. They kind of got these. Um, they got kind of the soldier type of poof calf poof i don't even know what to call it like the little poofy pant part comes out and they have like these like stun batons and like i love the vibe of future tech from like the late 80s and late 
late and early 90s oh, yeah. because when people think of like future tech i think sometimes they think of like oh those old black and white educational films from like the 50s where they like look forward and oh what is the future going to be like but i kind of like this aesthetic of what does it look like what did the people in the 80s and 90s think the future was going to look like because they were actually pretty accurate. Lots of TV screens, yeah. lots of telecommuting and uh, telecoms and stuff like that. But Classy they had shows. to, but they had to cram a lot of these like normal like uh, CRT TVs like into like these little cabinets and stuff like that to make it look futuristic. But yeah, so basically, the second time I really ever watched this movie, just I appreciated so much oh. more about it. But it was a lot more yeah. campy than I remember it being. Like there are some pretty like silly moments that are just like, oh yeah, this movie wasn't taking itself as seriously as I thought it was when I was a, when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember. I remember again, like to talk about. I remember watching this um, as a kid. It was I think it was like on HBO on the free weekends or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I think that's where I, I got most of my thing, and I always enjoyed the ending scene uh, I always um, because you know again spoiler alert for a movie that's almost 30 years old um, <laughs> you know he there's these little bitty drops that freeze everything around them right like yeah. you drop mm-hmm. them they kind of look like like mint commercials in the 2000s <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah, exactly like this like you yeah, touch it exactly. and it freezes everything and uh, I don't know why but that it's always stuck with me where he froze him and then once he kicks him, does he kick his head off or he shatters him? Yeah, kicks his head off. Yeah, exactly. I'll never. I that that's always stuck with me. I was like, that is so cool. Like this is this is what Mortal Kombat movies need to look like, right? Because mm-hmm. he freezes him and, and like does a, a fatality against them. But yeah, the 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 only downside to the movie, unless I missed like a one off line near the end uh, when I was just kind of engaging with all the other parts of the story is the it's about all of these people that live underground uh, going against the rules of the society coming above ground and then they kind of pitch it at the end of the story that now the the surface dwellers and the underground folk are going to live in harmony but I don't really know exactly how that ended up happening because like the governor slash mayor that created this society dies, but he died at the hand of this villain, Simon, but now they're all copacetic. And I don't really know how that happened, but you know, I guess you just kind of glaze over the fact and then you just look at, you gaze and wonder at Sandra Bullock in one of her like first major movie roles. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sandra Bullock and then Benjamin Bratt uh, went on to both be in Miss Congeniality, and that's uh, oh yeah, that that guy is also in Miss Congeniality, yeah, isn't he? He's also in Doctor Strange, by the way. If we want to tie it back to uh, to Marvel, um, well, not uh, I mean Sly was in Suicide Squad and Guardians, mm-hmm. but I mean, what would you think of a remake of this today? I think it would lose all the charm, like the '90s, like what the '90s and '80s had yeah, envisioning the I, future of. Yeah, I feel like you either do the stand like the standard remake would just end up looking like the RoboCop remake, right? Which would just like, why did you make this? Why did you introduce all of these themes? Um, because there are a lot of like really relevant themes in this movie, but since you're playing it in such like a cheesed up way, you don't really have to take them too seriously. Or you bring in like a very visionary, like eclectic director. But those type of people wouldn't want to remake this movie because they'd be like, this movie is just fine. Mm-hmm. I would say if it had to be redone don't redo it at all maybe do like a sequel to it right i don't i don't know exactly what that would look like or like do like put it in the same world but maybe pick a different city or something like how maybe how did another city evolve in the future or something i don't know um but yeah very very interesting uh worth a watch go back and check it out um 
Yeah. Demolition Man is streaming. It, I think it was HBO Max is where I watched it. Most likely. If, uh, I, re- if I recall correctly. It was the 25th anniversary. It was uh, at 2018 Comic-Con is when they did the talk. Gotcha. Bell. Yeah. Okay. So. That's what it was. It, yeah, because the movie takes place in 2032. That's the future. So you will be seeing more marketing yeah. for this movie again in 10 years. So well, just um, stay the, tuned. The 8K upscaling resolution release, of course, you mm-hmm. know, that, where you can see everything that you didn't want to see. Yeah. All right. But uh, next up, also on HBO Max, I finally got around to finishing Steven Universe Future, which is the epilogue, a 20 episode, one season series to the the widely renowned and very popular Steven Universe TV show. And if you've never seen Steven Universe or Steven Universe Future, I would put it up there in the likes of, uh, which we'll talk about later on the show, Avatar The Last Airbender. It's just a very very well thought out uh tv show um it's a an animated show that's you know great for kids great for adults uh it gives you really good positive vibes it's just good storytelling and it's the type of show that like either if you have kids you you're waiting for them to get old enough so they can watch it and appreciate it just like you did or it makes you want to have kids so they'll they'll grow up and then you can rewatch these cartoons with them and experience it fresh through their eyes so Steven Universe Future was mm-hmm. this very interesting 20-episode arc where the creator, Rebecca Sugar, must have been like, okay, I will do another season of this TV show, but we're going to place it in the future, which felt very anime-influenced, right? Because a lot of this show has a lot of anime influences in it, a lot of, like, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, these, you know, animes that we grew up with. So they took this approach of, like, let's take the characters, let's age them up, and then we can kind of tell new stories with them being older, So in the original series, Steven Universe, he's just this kid that basically through his um, just his compassion for just everything in life ends up saving the universe. So you age him up to 16 in Steven Universe future and you tell this short 20 episode story of what's it like kind of being this childhood hero uh, after you've already saved everything that needs to be saved, now you have to learn what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Um, what are you going to do when all of your friends are moving on and finding their own things that they want to do? There's you know, no one left to rescue anymore. So it's actually this very mature story that they're telling that you wouldn't expect to see just on Cartoon Network, but you can stream all of it, the first series and uh, the epilogue ser- series on HBO Max. But it's just great. I've never seen anything handled which with such a, a, a serious tone for children, uh, but also uh, I know adults love it as well. So uh, uh, you really need to watch the original Steven Universe to get the full value out of Steven Universe Future, but you should just watch all of them. It's just great. Um, uh, you get some great uh, action set pieces as well, and it's just it's overall awesome. You'll see lots of uh, references to stuff that you also liked growing up as a kid if you liked anime like I did. So mm-hmm. that's Steven Universe over on HBO Max. Check it out. It's great. And the last thing I watched this week, uh, I'm finishing up my Peacock subscri- subscription, kiss, Chris. My month-long subscription is expiring from the Olympics. I only have a couple days left, but we've watched all the series that I've wanted to watch. We mentioned earlier on the show uh, AP Bio. We watched Rutherford Falls. We watched Resident Alien. And now we just finished this show called Girls 5 Eva, which is from uh, my favorite TV creator, Tina Fey, who made 30 Rock. And it's uh, the show about this uh, 90s girl group, this girl pop group, um, uh, but revisiting them in their 40s after they basically went nowhere and they're trying to bring the group back together. It's just hilarious. It's funny. Uh, highly recommended if you're 
if you've ever watched 30 Rock and liked it. Very similar humor. Um, also, I couldn't get into Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, but from that kind of same group of people as well. So Girls 5 Eva, they definitely lean into the ridiculousness of a girl group calling themselves 5 Eva. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the theme song at the opening of every episode. Only eight episodes, so if you have that Peacock subscription that's about to um, cancel and lapse, go watch that. And that's what I watched this week, and I've just been slowly dipping my toes into a little video game called Apex Apex Legends, which has been very difficult because, like, the only Battle Royale game I really know how to play is Call of Duty Warzone, and I'm not even really good at it to begin with, but um, I haven't really been enjoying it that much, and some of the streamers that I like to watch on Twitch while I'm working throughout the day have all started to move over to Apex, so I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta start playing this at least to understand it enough so I can watch these streamers uh, and understand what they're doing and then also I can watch a friend of the show Quentin Parker yeah. uh, known as Bougie Q over on Twitch uh, play Apex but man it's a crazy transition to jump into a video game that's already seasoned right especially a battle royale because I only have access to a couple of the characters because I haven't even reached level 10 yet um, and then on top of that every character has their own little unique quirk to it and then I have to learn all the guns so all of the matches basically go like this. I land, I pick up a gun. I don't really know what it does yet. I don't know if it's like semi-auto, auto. I don't know if it's like a grenade launcher. I don't know what it is. And then I encounter somebody and I start shooting. And this is my first time figuring out how the hell this gun works. And then I end up dying. Uh, luckily, there's like a firing range in the game. But like yeah. that means I still have to retain the information, right? Because there's so many guns. Because unlike Call of Duty, where like you can also pick up guns, there's also a loadout where you can get like the normal guns you like to play with. I don't believe that there's necessarily a loadout in this game unless I haven't figured it out yet. I don't as think far so. as I know, From what I've played, yeah. I don't remember that being one. Yeah, as far as I know, you just drop and you start collecting guns and you can collect attachments along the way and you kind of search and look for the stuff that you like to play with. Uh, but I don't know what anything is, so I don't know what I like to play with. Uh, but it's been it's been interesting. There's a lot more verticality in this game, where uh, Call of Duty Warzone is much more realistic and like flat landscapes where the highest you really ever get is like maybe the second floor of a building, and then there might be like a radio tower somewhere that you take like a zip line up to, and that's about it. Uh, so yeah, I'm digging the verticality, uh, a much more playful area. But I'm still dog crap at the game. But um, this is just biding time because I think a lot of people are going to be switching over to uh, what is it, Battlefield 2042? 2042. Yeah, when it comes out here in a little bit. So uh, we'll see how far I get into Apex before that game comes out. But that's what I've been doing this week, Chris, while you've been shopping at Jungle Gyms and well, getting delicious treats and canned aluminum water. I know canned aluminum. I just finished off this whole uh, jar of cheese balls too while we were sitting here. I, f- I feel pretty proud. <laughs> of that because I, I also got the white cheddar ones have you had the white cheddar ones i'm gonna try those later but i need a little i need a little salty snack before we jumped into this it's been one of those days um first and foremost let's jump into the news suicide squad we talked about this last week it's only been out for a little over a week right um some behind the scenes photos have shown um with james gunn that team two was originally supposed to possibly be led by deathstroke and as mike told me he's like Who's what's a death? Is that Deathstroke? Is it was what was the other names like we talked about? Well, there's like there's so many there's so many like interchangeable like this type of character in the DC universe. Yeah, there's Bloodsport, Sportsmaster, Deadshot, um, uh, uh, the this uh, what was the one we got in the movie? Bloodsport. What? Yeah, that's right. So it's just there's so many interchangeable, just kind of like armored buff dudes, right? Yeah. 
and and they all uh, just shoot things, right? They don't really have any powers. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, this background meeting with James Gunn looks like he's talking to a bunch of people. Uh, they got a c- bunch of concept art. So I mean, even Starro's here, right? They even like the finale, uh, Team One, Team Two from the intro of this movie. De- Deathstroke, uh, who's known for essentially being the bad guy for most of Arrow, right? Um, mm-hmm. And also played briefly by Joe Manganiello on uh, the was it Batman v Superman, I believe, or Justice League. Uh, mm-hmm. Just League, um, was supposed to possibly be the leader of this team and not have a blood sport. Now, the question is, would it be Joe's version of this character? Would they just bring him into this? And did he say no? Or, um, you know, did DC say no? Where, you know, with Snyder saying we don't want to confuse people with Zack Snyder's stuff and yours and didn't put him in here? I, I don't know. Because the rest of the team's there, right? Uh, we see King Shark, Polka Dot Man, mm-hmm. Ratcatcher 2, um, peacemaker and then the leader is just kind of swapped out and i think that kind of goes to show literally they could have put anyone in leading this team nothing against Idris Elba, great actor but like the main person just needed to be able to shoot guns it looked like right like yeah it, it makes you wonder if it in, at any point in time anyone's broached this uh question to um to james gunn because he like i said before he's always out there answering uh q a's on instagram so i wonder if he'll ever uh, take on this topic but yeah it does make you wonder is this like a studio thing is this a James Gunn thing um, maybe it's a Joe thing maybe Joe just maybe there are scheduling conflicts uh, which is hard to believe that you know you wouldn't move other stuff around to be in a big superhero movie especially when he's com- been campaigning to actually be this character for at least more than like a credit scene right yeah um, but it does make you wonder if the movie would be drastically different if it was Joe Manganiello kind of leading that group right you know because i'm trying to think i idris elba's character he played a little bit more of like a straight man right you know he never really broke too much he just kind of stood there and took like the jokes and nonsense um there is a little i feel like there's a little bit of a goofy side to joe manganello um but i guess he could tone it down so yeah it, it could work but yeah it does kind of seem like maybe um, a mm-hmm. studio person came in but also at the same time it's just like you got james gunn to make you a movie are you really telling him what he can and can't do yeah. so yeah i would like an answer at some point in time well, but i'm not necessarily mad right the other um thing that i, I i'd heard was uh that literally they wanted uh, to bring dead shot will smith back and um literally the whole point of the, the character bloodsport could be what Deadshot was in the first one, right? He has mm-hmm. a daughter. Amanda Waller says, if you want to see your family again, you can be in my, my suicide squad. And literally that's the whole point of it, right? Like, um, I, and I was like, you know, that, that does feel very, very similar. Like, like they're very much like very close to being the same kind of thing. And, um, again, nothing against it yourself. I think he's a great actor, did a great job. You know what it is? What? I've cracked the code. This uh, is what it oh, was. No. James Gunn got word on high that Idris Elba was going to be starring in the very popular sequel to Sonic oh, as no. Knuckles. And he was like, I got to get Knuckles in my movie before Idris Elba absolutely explodes. I know he's a big actor now, but just wait until people hear his voice as Knuckles. So we got to get him in our movie first or he'll be unapproachable for our Suicide Squad sequel. So they just got Knuckles before he blew up, and I'm sure that's what it was. I don't think that's what it was at all, but thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> I had to, it. I had to scroll through our show notes to see if we had that Knuckles I didn't, news in here I, at all. I didn't so put it in I, here. I, I, I got it in there for us, folks. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate <laughs> that. I was I, I was I was afraid we weren't going to have time for it, but uh, <laughs> you, you got us. Um, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, the more I think about it, the, the, the 
the less memorable Suicide Squad kind of is for me. Like, trying to think back on it, I'm like, did I enjoy it or did did I not enjoy it kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, it this, could be, it could be hint. It could also be hinting that Deathstroke might be popping up in something else. Right. You know, yeah. like, Oh, we think your suicide squad movie is going to be really good. Look, we've read the script. It's great. We've seen the dailies things are going really well. You're probably going to get a sequel. Uh, you know, may, Oh, I guess they wouldn't see dailies in this situation, uh, but, um, we've seen yeah. the costume try-ons, right? You're probably going to get a sequel. Listen, Joe Manganiello, he's going to be tied up maybe in the flash movie. He's going to be flash pointed into something else. He's going to be busy doing and other stuff so you're gonna have to replace them anyway so maybe um you know and will smith isn't calling us back or i don't know what he's doing so right exactly uh, idris yeah. is ready we hear he's hot right now he's gonna be knuckles so yeah, maybe and, that's how it went and, and and i think i think again i i, I think he does a, a great job uh i don't i don't think it's anything against the actors like this it's just it feels i i mean i wish they would have made it like in hindsight like oh this character is way more unique and can be more than just someone with guns um because that's literally at the end of the day kind of what it feels like. I was like, he has guns that he can shoot, and there there he goes. So, I don't but know. Also, Deathstroke, I think he doesn't really have much of a, um, I guess, a good guy side, right, for yeah. lack of a better term, right? Like, I don't think he usually goes like, um, what, what's the term they call, like, the Punisher? Like, uh, not Vigilante. like chaotic good. Uh, yeah, vigilante. Like that, Deathstroke doesn't usually go vigilante. He's usually almost always bad. And like the end of Suicide Squad requires, you know, a little bit of like heart, right, for someone mm-hmm. to go in. And so, yeah, that doesn't really mesh with the character. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, overall, I mean, I, um, I mean, I, either way would have been cool. But I mean, uh, it's fine with me. Just, we'll move along. Uh, speaking of Warner Brothers, they have made a new deal with AMC Theaters, one of the biggest theater companies out there, still uh, still struggling. Uh, but they are moving to 45-day exclusive theatrical windows for 2022. This essentially um, puts a nail in the coffin for the HBO Max day and date streams uh, for the rest of this year. Like once they're done with this year, it's over. They're going to 45-day windows, which I seem seems to be the norm, right? Like. Disney's on 45-day windows. Yeah. I think Universal's on a 45-day window. We now no longer have to wait 90 days to watch it outside of it, which yeah. is great for everybody. 45, the 45-day window is actually very interesting because I saw a spreadsheet uh, a few weeks ago that showed the revenue that like um, big box office movies have brought in in the last couple of years, like week by week. And by the time that they got to uh, the 45-day window, they have pretty much made, like I think it was like 96 percent of all of their box office revenue has been made by the time that they hit 45 days and by the time they get to 45 days you're just getting little bits right so it makes sense for them to be like okay the theater revenue stream is basically gone you know the movie theaters aren't going to be too mad you know if we end up putting this someplace else you know we're giving them other movies that they can play right so the 45 day window makes sense it's not like it's not like anybody's like uh like you know toes are getting snipped or anything like that yeah and i'm pretty sure the numbers all made sense right like they were like look 45 days after this people are pirating the movies you know, or or whatever. So let's just go ahead and meet in the middle, shorten this window up by half. Everybody kind of wins. So um, that that's cool that you know they've they've gone out and done this uh, with Warner Brothers again. Um, I've really enjoyed the HBO Max day and dates so far. Uh, I know Dune is coming out, and I, you know, I people like watching theaters. I'm like, yeah, I want to, but you know, um, I don't know if I will. 
for that. So yeah. Well, I'm kind of curious what happens after the 45 days, right? Because there's no concrete strategy exactly what happens after 45 days. They can do anything they want with it. Their traditional method would be the first you get the digital pay release. Like you can pay yeah. 20 bucks and you can own this digitally. And then it was like the physical release. And then it would land on like a premium streaming service, right? And then it would kind of like go to like maybe like a secondary streaming service after that. But it seems like the strategy is changing a little bit. If they keep up with what we've been seeing during the pandemic, after the 45 days, it goes to its proper kind of parent streamer, right? You know, if it's a Disney movie after 45 days, it lands on Disney+. Plus. Right. If it's like a, if a Warner movie, you know, it lands on, lands on HBO and then, you know, Paramount, whatever movie owns it, right? But like... What happens if it's like a Sony movie, right? You know, yeah. it's not it's not going to land on like Crackle after 45 days. I wonder if it just it's goes Netflix. on like kind of like the Isn't they make a deal with Netflix? Um yeah, I guess it would I guess it would technically go to Netflix. Cuz they made that big cuz Sony made that big deal with Netflix a couple months ago. So yeah. like so you said, it seem, like it like they are picking their sides whenever it launches. Yeah. Kind of it thing. seems like yeah, it seems like the the decision being made here is yeah, we technically can make money off of like physical sales of the product, right? You know, we could make a little bit of money off of selling it straight up digitally if maybe somebody doesn't subscribe to all these streaming services. But it seems like it's very, very important to these companies. As soon as it can go to our streaming service, we got to put it there because that's how we get subscribers, which is going to be more important Mm -hmm. than somebody buying like a Blu-ray or something. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see if that window even exists anymore, right? Or if it's going to be like day and date of like, okay, once this is streaming on HBO Max, you can walk into a Best Buy and you could technically buy it there if you want. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just depends on what the priority is. Well, I... So, yeah, I'm very curious what the 46th day looks like for brand new movies. And I, I really am hesitant to say physical is for day 46 right now. Um, Again, supply chain issues, right? Like, I, I now work in a retail space. Like, uh, they can't ship the containers they ship stuff over within fast enough or back um which is which is really crazy so i don't even know if they made physical it would make it on day 46 right like next year with within the next year so i, I mean maybe maybe they realize that their consumer base for the physical items aren't the people that like want to watch it as soon as possible like what their yeah. interest is is they want just a nice product yeah. that comes in a nice box give with me, like thought out special features give me the and steelbook they're, they're, bro yeah, and they're willing to wait longer for it because, like, you know, they're already going to watch it, like, a million well, other times. And so what, what's cool maybe. is they've started adding in those special features on the streaming services now, right? Like, the the what we literally just talked about, Suicide Squad, was a stream from the actual HBO Max stuff. You can watch that. And, and Disney's kind of been adding that kind of stuff in Disney+. Plus. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, they, they may just, like, hey, we just want to get revenue off of it quickly. I don't know if it'll go to st- to like again will it go to hbo max on day 46 you're right i i do want to know and i think probably q or started q4 you know october we'll hear what that what that game plan is because um you know maybe maybe i mean batman's what, what the biggest movie for next year that i know of right now if warner brothers would that would you say that's their biggest one you think? Yeah, I feel like that's got to be pretty big for 2022, right? A yeah. Batman movie is uh, is always big. Uh, I mean, 45 days for me is the perfect window for movies that I don't particularly care about, mm-hmm. but may like to see, yeah. like uh, Free Guy. Right. You know, even though it's starring like Ryan Reynolds, it's got Taika Waititi in it. Like, it's just not something that I need to see the weekend that it comes out. So, in 45 days, 
is that movie going to land on Hulu or is it going to land on Disney Plus? Either way, I'm subscribed to both. So in like six weeks, I'll be down to watch it, right? So I don't know if they're adhering to that 45-day window for that movie. But also like the same for like a Fast and the Furious movie or something like that. So yeah, yeah that, that six-week window is like the perfect amount of time for my brain to forget about it, but then to remember that it exists and then want to watch it. So Yeah, it, exactly. And that's the thing. And I, norm- I'm speaking for you guys, had it been a normal year, uh, I, I would have loved to go watch Free Guy in theater just to see uh, see that with an audience kind of thing. Um, but uh, I believe, actually, now that you mentioned that, that Free Guy will um, does have the 45-day window, but I think it will go to paid first, which is interesting. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, too. But, yeah, next year, uh, HBO looks a little, little, little different on, on the releases. Uh, in unsurprising news, um, due to the increase of... Um, cases of, of the COVID-19 virus going around, uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage has been pushed back into October. Um, the the big uh, news around this was, you know, before it was announced, is it will it go to October? Will it go to 2022? Um, I think it could still get, I think it could still get pushed back, right? Like, I don't think this is the final date until the, the 15th yeah, rolls mean- around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, Morbius is, like, required viewing or if you need to see Venom before Morbius, but that's not coming out until next year, so well, it could be delayed more. Mor- Mor- this just ma- Morbius no, was no, Morbius was originally scheduled first, um, mm-hmm. and then it was pushed back, so I don't think they're, they're adjacent viewing. Yeah, I mean, it, this just makes me uh, think about how naive we are. We were earlier in the yeah. summer, right? You know, vaccine was out, cases were going down. We were considering seeing Black Widow in theaters, and then mm-hmm. we thought like this second half of the year it was just going to be open season. We'd be seeing those big box office numbers again, and then it's just like, no, yeah, we still are not even sure about October yet because this Delta variant is kicking ass, not in a good way. Yeah, so. Yeah, we here we are. Just I mean, I mean, this is the month it belongs in, though, right? You know, this it originally came out at the beginning of October in 2018. Yeah. So I, I guess at least they know it fits well in October. You know, not really a spooky movie, but you know, I kind of if you had to pick a, you know, a superhero movie with adjacent Halloween yeah. vibes, this could be the month. But yeah. you know, who knows if even trick or treating is going to happen this year? Yeah. Pick a pick a pick a costume that has a built-in mask, and then uh, you don't have to worry about your kids getting sick. Any uh, Sub Zero or Scorpion costumes gonna be huge this year. I bet. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's great. Or, or throwback to Bane. Yeah, uh, that could work. You know, uh, send in your uh, send in your ideas for uh, Halloween costumes. Your, your favorite mask ones. Yeah, I think um, I think you know Sony Sony is playing things very very close to their chest. I um, you know, the, how how. Um, how many times has James Bond been delayed now? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's plenty. No time to die has plenty of time to die, and I will say this every time until it's out in theaters. But um, Venom, you know, again, it wasn't October. I could see them being like, "Yeah, no, uh, we're going to push it back to 2022 and rearrange everything yet again." Um, I hope not, but you know, I I think they're committed to a theatrical release for these films um, rather than streaming. Now, Morbius, I'd watch that on streaming in a heartbeat if I was already on that subscription service. Well, I mean, they have less. They have less the gain from yeah. like uh, the stream. Like the streaming deal they've uh, negotiated is already signed, right? They've yeah. kind of already, 
you know, quote unquote, cash the checks because, you know, they're not worried about Sony's not worried about uh, creating new subscribers because they don't have a service. So they're really going to be getting all of their money or at least the, the well, unknown amount of money from releasing it in theaters. So, yeah, they have to strategically pick a right time because they can't just like cross their fingers and hope they make it up on the back end with their well, crackle streaming service. They, they could they could sell it out right like they were trying to do James Bond early on. Now, yeah, mind you, they wanted they like could. a couple billion for James Bond, which is stupid, but... Um, they they could sell it outright, but I don't think they will. I think I think oh, they'll, they'll I would, uh, that would actually be great because I feel like watching Venom Let There Be Carnage uh, on Netflix in the comfort of my own home seems like the best way that I could possibly enjoy this yeah. franchise at this point in time. But I, I, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I think I think I think I think Venom ma- makes too much money for them now. I think Morbius you could swap in a heartbeat and no one would know the difference. They'd be like, yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah, we'll watch another Jared Leto film. Uh, we're we're not gonna enjoy it, but we'll watch it at the end of the day. What is what is Jared Leto supposed to be next? He's like he disappeared inside of another character makeup. He, he is sent me, sent the, me the, Gu- the, the Gucci film or whatever. Oh yeah, the guy who made it. I don't. What's his name? Like Stan Gucci? Yeah, Jimmy Gucci. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, his Jared last, his first name. Gucci Leto. Uh, that's just what we're gonna <laughs> go with. So yeah, so that could be delayed. We'll we'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, but speaking of Netflix, Mike, they are they're getting out here and they're giving us the cast of Avatar: The Last Airbender, the live action series. Um, and uh, again, we we said something at the top of this: uh, the older we get, the less we'll know these younger actors. Um, <laughs> but overall, seems pretty pretty on par with you know look wise. Uh, yeah, I I did like some very very surface level research of these uh these kids and i think most of them are relatively unknown i think half of them are canadian i think the 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 girl cast as katara may have been in something else but i i wasn't so, familiar with it so dallas lou the guy who's playing zuko he is in uh upcoming he's in shang chi upcoming and mm-hmm. he was in um Oh, there's another big film. I, I didn't write it down, but he's the only one I've seen that's been in stuff I know I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think we'll see more of him. But yeah, I think uh, they seem to fit the character archetypes. I mean, yeah. uh, the Dallas kid definitely kind of looks like a, a Zuko. Yeah. Like I don't want to say he straight up looks evil because he's a human being, <laughs> he, and I don't want to look he, at somebody's face. But he just looks like it, right? Yeah. Well, he he reminds me as like the younger version of the Shang Tsung guy in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Like mm-hmm. he's got like that look oh, about him. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So maybe that's kind of where I'm getting like the villain vibes from because he yeah. looks like that other actor. But the dude who's playing Soka definitely looks goofy. Uh, goofy. He has yeah. a little bit more of like a bulbous nose, which kind of like you know you, you relate. More and with, and like, his hair is like kind of just like he just woke up and it's disheveled. So uh-huh. yeah, um, they they definitely cast young with Aang, which yeah. makes sense because his character is young. He you know he's not he's like what he's 10? very optimistic. Yeah, I don't remember the exact ages, but they're definitely the only thing that's going to be kind of strange is they. I mean, they could play it up different ways. Who knows how these characters are going to age as they do multiple seasons of the show? If they do it Stranger Things way, they'll definitely get older. But there is supposed to be this kind of like childhood love relationship between between Katara and Aang and. Now the ages seem a little far off, but they could always just adjust the story mm-hmm. slightly because it's not like it ever gets to a point in the series where, like, you know, it's like do or die, we love yeah. each other or anything like that. So right. they don't have to worry too much about that relationship right. overall. J- just like the Phantom Menace, you know. Uh, one's 9 and one's 15 <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so. But, yeah, this cast looks uh, appropriately diverse, uh, 
as opposed to the one that we saw in M. Night Shyamalan's, which was kind of all over the place. But there yeah. were many other problems with that movie. So this looks great. I hope it's great. We've already had drama surrounding this series, yeah. uh, but things have kind of ebbed and flowed. It seems like we're back to a positive area, so hopefully it stays in that zone. Yeah, the, uh, the original um, showrunners for the animated series joined and then have left again. But, but then they stayed around... But in yeah. a higher level because they're creating more of like an avatar studio yeah. where they're going to oversee multiple av- avatar projects for Nickelodeon. But I guess technically it would be Viacom, CBS, whatever it is now. So they are involved now, not directly, but they're in charge of it. So that's still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, um, well, we'll see how this goes. I mean, like I said, if Netflix didn't piss them off too bad, right? Uh, when they left them from this one, maybe maybe it'll be pretty good. So, um, well, hopefully we get to see some footage. I just want to see what it looks like. I, I mean, seeing the actors is great, but I want to see like a give me a teaser clip, right? Like of of even a was, was that uh, Appa is his name the the, uh-huh. the the flying bison, the f- flying sky bison. Yes. So uh, give me give me. I want to see what he looks like. Um, fun fact. Appa in the animated series is actually voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who voices the entire Bad Batch and all of the clone troopers. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, is, he does everything uh, around there. But, yeah. Moving on to Marvel's Avengers The Game. This is the big week, Mike. This is version 2.0 that dropped this week with the War for Wakanda expansion. Um, that includes the Black Panther playable character for free, all the worlds for free. Um, the villain Claw, Crossbones, and New Wakandan levels. Uh, I've been following some reviews of the people who got their hands on it earlier this week and been able to play it, and like who were who were not um, overly fans of the initial launch a year ago. Um, and they've uh, they've said they've come a long way with this. Uh, includes a new redesigned UI, so you don't have to like tab through everything to figure out where you're at. It's like one page for like all your gear and like to customize your character and view everything really quickly. Which looks nice. Um, again, like I said, if you're even if you're not a fan of the original, a free expansion with a free character is you know still unheard of in today's microtransaction world. Um, you've been playing Apex, right? I mean, you've seen people mm-hmm. buy the uh, the packs of random stuff and mm-hmm. battle pass and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of ways you can spend a lot of money in a video game really quickly these days. Uh, I just bought Gamora in Fortnite yes this morning, so like you know I'm. I'm, I'm guilty as well. <laughs> but, I mean, for those who, who might be on the fence, this might be a good time to kind of jump back in and get your free levels. Uh, they've added, again, Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop, and now Black Panther kind of right out the gate. And uh, they said, like, for, for PlayStation owners such as yourself, Spider-Man will be here before the end of the year. So it looks like he will be yeah. the next character announced. All uh, right. right we'll this. see. We'll see how this goes. So uh, clear some space on your hard drive. If you, I, I enjoyed the. I, I actually was playing a little bit of this today because I have two two X experience going on. Um, that um, the, the now you can play any multiples of any character, right? Like remember how you couldn't do that when in the game launch? You could like mm-hmm. you have one Iron Man or one Captain. America. Well, now they let you play as many of as many as you want. So you, literally, when Black Panther comes out, and you want to play with other people matchmaking. You could all be literally be Black Panther and not have to worry about oh I want to play Iron I have to play Iron Man because somebody else wants to be Black Panther and level him up kind of thing so mm-hmm. uh, that's been really cool. Do you think this might give you a chance to, to download it this week re, re, reinstall it? Maybe possibly. Uh, hard drive space on a game console is precious these days. Like you, you can't <laughs> you gotta really like 
you, when they talk about um, resource management type video games, like or like ideas, like this is literally hard drives on video games right now. So uh, we'll take a look at that. Did you ever get around to watch? You watched Cruella, didn't you? Yeah, we we uh, gave that a watch. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Emma Stone uh, has struck a deal with uh, Disney Plus to return for a sequel for a Cruella sequel. Um, yeah, I'm guessing that this will be uh, a lucrative deal because I remember when the Scarlett Johansson Black Widow drama was going on just a few weeks ago. There was a headline that was uh, Emma Stone was considering her options because right. uh, she went through a, a similar scenario with her movie. Uh, so it makes me think that when she went back to the table to negotiate, you know, her agents and lawyers were just like, hey, you know, we're going to want more money this time, more than we would have normally gotten for a sequel, because she feels like she's still missing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was probably Disney's opportunity to maybe avoid some more bad press. So when, when did this could <laughs> well, when did Cruella like I, I, I always thought it was streaming on Disney Plus. I don't remember a theatrical release announced for this. Like, that's what I'm trying I, to figure out in my head. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't really kept up, you know, with yeah. any of the live-action Disney stuff, really. But, you know, this was one of the few ones that we watched. You know, it was fine. It was entertaining. Um, it, it is a weird line to, to walk of how do you evolve a character into somebody that's desperate enough to kill puppies. Uh, we'll, mm. You know, I guess that's going to happen in the sequel, right? You know, how long could they possibly drag out this evolution? But, you know, it was charming. The, the world was interesting. You know, I'll probably watch the sequel. Uh, not something I thought I would say at the beginning of the year, but and I, I wasn't expecting a sequel to it to begin with, so weird news. You, you think they'll go back and, and, and keep revisiting the moment her, her mother was killed by dogs? <laughs> oh, my God, it's just so silly. It, it is very silly. Very silly. And Emma Stone, again, uh, great actress. Uh, I was, I'm just trying to figure out when this movie was announced for streaming, and that's, like, blowing my mind kind of thing. I'm like... I always thought it was Disney Plus. Am, am I theatrically released December twenty third, twenty twenty, but it was delayed, and then oh, I guess March twenty third of twenty twenty. So two months beforehand, I guess. Huh. Well, that's a surprise. That's how much we know about Cruella, Mike. That's how little <laughs> we followed that. But there's another one. So that just makes me think: if she's struck in the deal for a sequel, maybe she's not as upset as Scarlett Johansson because you know um, she's she views life in her franchise where Scarlett Johansson is like, you know, not coming back as Black Widow, right? So she wants to make sure she gets everything she she's she deserves on her film. Um I've not heard a lot out of that that lawsuit lately. Have you heard anything in the trade? No, it's like like we said before, it's all gonna happen, you know, behind closed doors with undisclosed amounts and, you know, undisclosed uh, locations. Yes, exactly. All of those above that you said. <laughs> I was very excited this week when they announced Disney Plus Day, Mike. Um, this is a remember the the conference last year where they announced all the the new stuff coming to Disney. Yeah. It was like on that. Yeah, yeah. I just looked it up because I wanted to make sure I remembered when it was because it was just it was an amazing day, Chris. I yeah. was in front of that TV all day. They released so much news. I was like jumping up and down. It was nuts. It was December tenth. Okay. Um, it's yeah. yeah at the, it seems close, but further away every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they announced so much stuff and so many things. And I remember it was like four hours of stuff, right? Like it was forever. I was able to drive to Taco Bell, watch it on my phone. Like my wife had it playing on the phone through the radio and then drive back and it was still going kind of deal. Um, so um, they've announced this will be November 12th of 2021, which is the second anniversary of Disney plus launching. It's a Friday. And there, I, I, mean, I expect tons of reveals and announcements for 2022, Mike. Like, mm. 
new Marvel shows, new Star Wars shows, new new other Disney shows out of this. Oh, yeah. So well, when are we supposed to? Uh, when are we supposed to get Hawkeye again? Um, the that's, 24th. Oh, the day the day after. Uh, it's right around Thanksgiving. So yeah. I would imagine if we don't have a trailer for Hawkeye yet, uh, we'll definitely be getting yeah. one there. I think we've been they've been filming stuff for Miss Marvel, so I'm sure we'll see that. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we have some maybe official artwork or maybe at least a quick shot of She-Hulk, what that's going to look like. I say She-Hulk's filming. Uh, I think She-Hulk's almost done. Miss Marvel is done. Uh, Moon Knight has been filming. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, maybe, maybe I think this would be a good time to... Uh, I think, uh, was it Secret Invasion will be filming by then as well? Oh, yeah. Maybe Armor Wars? Yeah. We haven't heard anything from Armor Arm- Wars. And Don Cheadle has a lot of like weird heat around him right now. Not in a bad way, right? Yeah. You know, he has that weird Emmy nomination. He was in Space Jam, which Lord. is the weird part. Uh, uh, he went viral this weekend because he was on like an interview show with like Kevin Hart, and yeah. Kevin Hart was like surprised that Don Cheadle was like 55 because he didn't look 55. <laughs> yeah. So Don yeah. Cheadle's got some momentum behind him so i wouldn't be surprised if some armor war stuff maybe yeah. could be announced yeah they could probably show some some concept art iron heart as well in that same regard um mm-hmm. uh for that um yeah there's there's a lot I, I mean this is also right after like a week after eternals um but a month before spider-man uh so i mean we could we could think of all the movie stuff we could be getting as well like announced i mean not just disney plus but they could be doing a lot this is also i think less than a month after uh, Fandome, which is in October of this year, mm-hmm. so um, no Comic Con, but by gosh, they're gonna give us these these days to celebrate all this nerdy stuff. So this might be also a little bit more enjoyable because, as far as I can tell, this doesn't sound like an Investor Day, right. and it doesn't line up with Investor Day last year. So this actually might be a legit. Thing for actual consumers to consume, right? Yeah. Because I think Investor Day last year, even though it blew up and it was really big and you could live stream it, it would be kind of weird for somebody that was watching it that didn't really know what was going on, right? Like if your friend sent you the link or something, yeah. like, wait, why can't I see some of this stuff? Why is it blocked out? Why did they cut away when he just said, we we're going to talk about Loki or something like that? This is the stuff like I want to watch, right? Yeah. Um, because it was an Investor Day and there was like people it- that had specific keys that they could get on the call and watch this stuff. So it sounds like we're not going to have anything blocked out do you think this time around they'll make it like a separate channel or like a live stream on the disney plus app as well like i mean that would be great and i've i've yet to see a live stream functioning on disney plus yeah. so uh i don't know if they uh can get that working yeah but i don't know how live this way, will be but yeah like it, i can still see like like how apple's been doing their yeah. events kind of thing oh yeah it'll be it'll be pre-recorded for sure because it'll yeah. just have so much media to go through and no one's going to be in a crowded auditorium uh in by november sadly but yeah, looking forward to the big reveals. I think also we're due a lot of Star Wars news. Yes. I think that's what we're most due out of everything is live action Star Wars news. Exactly. Uh, who knows if um, the book of Boba Fett will be airing by then? Um, mm-hmm. the, what, did the last one kick off in December, right? Uh, last year, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe. Oh, I thought was, you were talking about Investor Day. No, Investor Day. I'm trying to think of when the Mandalorian was going on. Like, I think it was in the middle of it because they announced the book I think of Boba it's, Fett. I think it's November. I think it was November. I think that's because yeah. it usually kind of wraps yeah. up just for the holidays. Yeah, because I mean, if this it technically launched with Disney Plus, so yes, it would have been November 12th of mm-hmm. two years ago. So, 100. percent So yeah, hopefully we get something by then. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. I want to. I want to be surprised, and you know, we'll speculate more as we get closer. But I think it's a great day. So, put that on your books. Do you think we're going to get a Shang-Chi delay? 
I mean, the, I've seen. I know you don't watch a lot of the the newer stuff, and I don't watch it either. But I, I see TV spots and small trailers and posters coming up every day. If they delay it, we are like the eleventh hour, right? This is like two weeks, three weeks away. I don't think they'll delay it, but I mean, I think the box office numbers are going to be very disappointing. Um, but. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder now if Disney is slightly more hesitant of using their option of bringing it straight to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or like maybe now they have like the forethought of like going to these people and, and saying, hey, you know, we don't want a whole debacle that we had with Scarlett Johansson. It wasn't good for our image. Let's settle these numbers now. But also, it's a relatively early franchise movie. Usually, I mean, I, I don't want to say for sure, but I don't think Simu Liu is technically at the point in his career where he would be getting kind of like back end on this movie just yet, right? Usually that kind of happens later in the franchise, or you have to be more established, uh, more of a seasoned actor, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. when he made those deals. So maybe it, there's not as much, you know, I, I think uh, uh, red tape to negotiate, right? Well, I think Bob Chapek said that this one was kind of locked in as a theatrical. I, I mm-hmm. My guess is the same thing they did with Iron Man 3. There's maybe some funding from China uh, that's involved and they have to pay them back directly somehow. Maybe they've set it up on, on that and they can't. It's, it's harder to break up with a, a, a some in another country right, than just an actor at the time of it. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing, too. Yeah, maybe they're anticipating maybe the foreign box office propping them up. I haven't actually been keeping up with how Delta's been affecting, you know, that part of the world. I know, like, South America and stuff like that. In India, it's been bad, but I I don't know about, like, China. Australia has locked down several times again. I think think China's having some some problems. I I don't know. but yeah, I mean, maybe it's a maybe they just realized, you know, we just got to we just got to release it, get it out there. We can get it on Disney Plus yeah. in 45 days without any headaches. That's not going to be a big, a big issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This, uh, the, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I haven't I, haven't, I, I didn't realize yeah, that we are just about we're less than a month. We're just like, what, three weeks, yeah, three maybe? weeks, three weeks, two to yeah. three weeks yeah, away from this. Like it's the first of September there. And, uh, you know, I just you know i don't know is it is it going to get delayed is it not going to get delayed and i yeah, i can go either way at this point but i mean um yeah i just i, I want every every film to, to get a chance whether it's good or bad but i mean you know we may have to wait to see this one for a little bit who knows so um we'll, we'll, i'll keep i'll keep eyes on this mike i'll let you know yeah the eternals is also on track for november of 2021 a lot of these films both shang chi and the Eternals, i think are also have to do with the disney plus shows that are will be coming and will not stop coming uh that, mm. are, that are filming because um you know as we kind of saw the uh falcon winter soldier and um black widow had a similar character involved um mm-hmm. i don't think that ruined either of them at the end of the day no. but you know we actually just finished Loki, and I think Loki informs the universe more going forward than anything else will. Uh, and Black and Black Widow, uh, the end of that is a, an, an informing, uh, I think, uh, an antagonist that's straight up just going to be in the Hawkeye TV show yes. that's coming soon. So I think uh, they've, they've got to put him out here. Now, Bob Chapek was out doing some some talks. I think there was an investor call this, this week. Um, um, yeah, for for Disney, and he they, he said, "Oh yeah, we're on track for 2022 in Eternals," and everyone freaked out and thought it was delayed. Disney's fiscal year starts November first of tw- of this year for 2022, mm-hmm. so they they went back and were like, "No, it will hit November fifth, 2021." 
as of right now, knock on wood. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I, I feel like the winter is like this magical time where everybody thought things would be totally back to normal by yeah. 2021 winter. But we'll have to see what happens because, as we saw last winter, things just get worse because more people move inside where the virus spreads faster. They go see uh, each other things, for holidays. Yeah, things get exceptionally worse between uh, Thanksgiving oh. and uh, the Christmas holidays. So, yeah. man, just at the bottom, at the end of the day, just go get vaccinated. We yeah. can just get this this crap back to normal thank, right? thank god i built my own theater in the basement of my house where i can watch everything <laughs> comfortably and play arcade exactly. games as well mm-hmm. um but eternals um i i expect another trailer for this soon um honestly because it will be literally two months after shang chi uh and that's here around the corner so i'm um, hoping to see some more of this get some more info on it the Marvels, the upcoming Captain Marvel sequel, which will feature both uh, or both all of Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Spectrum from the WandaVision show, uh, is apparently getting Samuel Jackson because uh, this guy, uh, love him to death, does not know how to keep a secret to save his life. Uh, and he literally hashtagged the Marvels while he was getting ready to go film uh, mm-hmm. with his Pulp Fiction shirt on. And now the next set photo is great because I didn't realize he had a fake goatee and mustache on for all this. Uh, and it shows on the mannequin his mustache uh, and goatee. Oh yeah, that's really funny. And they're just kind of like safety pinned on there. Yeah, that's, that's great. So uh, <laughs> he says, "Guess what time is back in the box?" And he's going to be Nick Fury, of course. But I mean, it, it, are they going to do the Marvels and Secret Invasion back to back? I know they've they they cast the villain, um, you know, the the guy from Happy Go- or I wouldn't say the villain, a character, the guy from Happy Gilmore in in the Secret Invasion show. So maybe they're getting gearing up for filming too. So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it does make sense, you know, the Marvels, I, I got to imagine that this has to incorporate S.W.O.R.D. in some aspect, yes. right? Because if it doesn't, where else would it be popping up? We're, we're supposed to be Samuel, see Samuel L. Jackson on, a, on like a space station in space. So where does that logically, you know, uh, cook up with the best? It's not like he's going to be getting his own sword TV show. It's not like it's out of bounds, right? But it's got to be connected to, like, a hero at some point in time. Yeah. So it makes the most sense for it to be the Marvels. Um, so, right. yeah. I, I, I am excited. Even though we haven't met um, uh, Kamala Khan yet, uh, I'm excited to see her go to space, right? Because it's just – it's fun to see uh, – it's fun to see yeah. kids go into space in movies. Like when Peter did it, it was like really funny. So and, uh, we'll see what it's like for her. And Brie Larson said they're visiting some crazy worlds uh, in that, that mm-hmm. movie as well. So, yeah, I 100% agree they're going to be all over the place. I think they're going to go back to Hala, which is a Kree home planet at some point um, mm-hmm. because Inhumans have ties to the Kree as well. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And that'll be- – I think that'll be a really fun dynamic too, right? Of you have like this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid who's visiting all these new worlds, and like Captain Marvel. When we're supposed to revisit her, right? The last time we really, really spent any sort of time with her, she was just brand new, right? Yeah. We didn't really know anything about her. She didn't really know much about herself yet. And then we got through all of that origin story stuff. But then the last time we saw her after that, she's got like a mohawk. She's like destroying like spaceships by flying through them. Yeah. She's been around all these other worlds because, you know, Thanos just didn't get rid of half the people on Earth. He did it everywhere. Stuff's going nuts. So she's like the season, like just like probably like grizzled like war vet now. So yeah. it'd be funny to see like a kid tag along with her. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, um, her I, I, I'd say she's up there. What the most one of the most powerful 
characters in the MCU uh, based on Did you game. see the did you see the Twitter meme no. going around this week it was like you it was one of those grids that's like oh you have $15 to spend to build your Avengers team I've seen these go around before yeah, right yeah, yeah. and then they you know the higher they the the higher they are up on the chain the more they cost and you know Captain Marvel was I think yeah, she was five dollars, but then weirdly, Wanda was only two dollars, and and Star Lord was four dollars. So this is totally one of those situations where somebody's making one of these grids just to drive people crazy, mm-hmm. so they share it and argue about it yeah. because like there's no way in hell Wanda would be only two dollars, and then uh, Doctor Strange was like listed at like three. Oh yeah, and it's just like what is going on here? Doctor Strange would be top it's, tier for sure. This is probably an Infinity War image, and they just shared it again. They were like. <laughs> This is where we think everyone is right now. Yeah, I would. I would think maybe you could argue Wanda at like a four. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, she's not quite top tier. Maybe because her powers aren't fully developed. Yeah, we've not seen you her know, she, really do a whole lot outside of fight a town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She can definitely hold her own, but it does seem like she has like this untapped side of her, which she just kind of discovered in her own TV show. But we haven't yet seen that really uh, play out in a big way besides her just fighting Agatha yeah. inside of like her own prism so she could definitely graduate to a top tier like five dollar level but I would say like four would be more of a safer place to put it right now but definitely not two you people are crazy you're just doing this to get me mad well well, well now we can actually budget pretty pretty well Mike and that probably have some dollars left over for for future characters <laughs> see if you if you saw that thing going around the sleeper pick that nobody was picking was like Ant-Man right because yeah. like Ant-Man was on the same level um, as like Wanda and it's just like he can get huge and small like he's totally underutilized everyone talked about him crawling up Thanos's butt and if you build your own team you can tell him to go do that exactly. so don't sleep on Ant-Man he's got untapped potential this, these are comics you can write right now folks draw them down on your paper <laughs> what if Ant-Man actually did crawl up Thanos's leg yeah. oh man that'll be an episode well, right I really they, they probably will do a throwaway line you know that right like, that'll probably be a throwaway line <laughs> I mean, he's Paul Rudd is supposed to be in it. Yeah, so there's we'll there's an Ant Man level later. Yep. All right. So speaking of things that um, controversial right now on the internet, uh, I, there are some leaks of Moon Knight outfits. Uh, I sent Mike. I sent you some. I got. I can come back and link him in here. But I did see um, afterwards uh, this this concept art. I'm just going to go actually go into our text messages because it's going to be a little faster. Um, it's really I thought it was like a ragman kind of character, right? Like he looked like mm-hmm. like ragman. And we see one here, the first one I sent, uh, which is I think the one going around. He's in like a bathroom. Uh looks like he just beat somebody up in a bathroom Daredevil style. Mm-hmm. Matches exactly with the concept art um leak, which was like the next day. Um Yeah, the concept art kind of gives this like ethereal vibe as if like whenever he was like walking down the room, you would just kind of see these rags and straps just like move independently almost like you know uh with like some sort of magical force the only thing like i'm reserving my full judgment from this uh from this like leaked set photo right now because it is a set photo it looks like somebody took a picture of maybe like a a monitor off to the side so you're not green screened it looks like behind him a little bit yeah and he's like looking straight at the camera so it's not really a dynamic pose we don't really have it in context so i'm reserving and also i always think back to the very first time we saw the black panther suit in uh civil war he's attached to wires he's coming down the side of the building he just looks like he's in a bag he looks like he's in like a trash bag right so i'm reserving until I see what it looks like behind camera because, like, camera, like, changes everything. But as of right now, what I'm seeing 
not in a bad way, but kind of in a bad way. It just looks like very high-end cosplay, which is great for cosplay, right? If I saw this thing like walking down uh, the expo floor at Comic-Con, I was like, wow, this this person knows what they're doing. They put a lot of time into this costume. Look, they made all these custom molds. You know, they uh, they were heating up their EVA foam, getting it carved, looking just right. They got all these bandages looking really, really good. But, like, when you put that on a person, you know, and they're moving around in real life, it kind of, it looks a little chunky, and it just doesn't look like it belongs in the real world. That's kind of, like, the vibe I'm getting here. So I'm hoping the camera really changing it. And we're also only seeing it from bust up, right? right? We're not getting the whole context. And also, we don't really know what are the powers, like, how exactly he's getting this suit. So is this something that... um, Oh, what's the actor's name again? Uh, I, oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, he's very famous. We talk about him on the show all the time. He's in Star Wars, That's Mike. You can movie. do it. <laughs> I can't. I Poe can't Dameron. get there. Oscar uh, Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac, that's right. Either way, uh, is Oscar Isaac's character going to be somebody that makes the costume by hand? Is it going to be given to him through like a yeah. magical item? So we don't really know exactly the uh, the fictional origin of the suit for this TV show. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely leaning away from the direction of that kind of white, you know, tailored suit well, that we've seen in some of his uh, comic book runs. Right. Well, yeah, the suit was more of a recent thing. It was only for a couple issues this is more along lines of like when you think of like again arrows rag band it's very similar right like he, he's covered in like egyptian mummy kind of looking cloth a little bit well the, the whole thing and people are like well this isn't a real photo well if you look at the concept art in the photo it has the same thing he has that the crescent moon shape across his chest right um again it, it's not the white thing but like he's got the the crescent the moon shape on his on his head he's got the glowing white eyes and that's something well, we don't really see very often is, is if they're just wearing a mask is the glowing white eyes right like that's yeah. like usually not reserved for an iron man yeah and for at first i thought at first i thought it was like faked yeah. like just somebody intentionally faking it but then you sent me another angle of the costume and i was like okay well this is kind of growing a little bit in theory and yeah. then there's a this leaked filming video that i, I saw uh, recently today, and then uh, I'm glad that you put it here in the notes too. So yeah, this costume is out there in the wild, so it's not totally out of bounds that somebody got a picture of it. Yeah, because the the outfit I'm running, it's it's got a little more dark in it. If you if you if you freeze the you know, if you go through the frames, you know, using the 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 period and comma buttons, you can go frame by frame through this. Uh, again, someone's added some sort of weird grainy effect over this. But uh-huh. like that that costume, if that is in fact Moon Knight running in the background, it's very it's got a lot more contrast than this white one, right? Like you notice how much black is in it compared uh-huh. to that. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to kind of see more and, and learn more about this character. Um, as they kind of film it, I, I hate seeing stuff you know being leaked like this all the time. But you know, such as such as everything in in going on right now. But such is life. Such is life. All right, so we're at the end of the episode, and now that we now have new episodes airing weekly again on Disney Plus, Marvel's What If is here, and we got our first official episode, um, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So if you've not seen it, pause, go watch. It's twenty-two minutes episodes, Mike, like a breeze, right? Like easily watchable compared to like the hour-long mm-hmm. stuff we've been getting uh, lately. So I think that's great. Go watch it. Come back. We're going to talk about. Marvel's What If. So uh, here we are, episode one. What if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum at, at the beginning? The whole difference is she didn't go up into the room to watch Steve get the stuff. Uh, she instead stayed on the ground floor and saw the dude kind of blow it up and 
jumped in at the last minute. Um, while I I want to talk about the premise of this episode first, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think this is not wild enough for what if. Like this is a very tame what if episode. At 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 like at the core of what it is, and like when they said what if, I wanted more. So my question is, what does the watcher do, uh, other than just be a narrator for this cartoon? And I do believe the, this will t- this character will tie into some more stuff later. But um, overall, I think it, I think it's a good time. I I, I think it's. It's fine. It's a, it's a great show. I'm excited to see more, like I said, wild stuff where they actually go down to like Marvel zombies, right? Like where they really change everything drastically rather than just like kind of like gender bend it, if I was going to be completely yeah. honest. But I, I was, I think it's great. I, I, I'm really excited. Yeah. I think one thing that's kind of cool that we're going to experience, yeah, it seems like they will get more wild as the weeks go on. Um, but I think it's cool that everything's uh, everything underpins within the MCU universe, right? Yeah. So that means when we get to the Marvel Zombies episode, I'm curious creatively what event they're going to change within the MCU that yeah. leads to zombies, right? Because it's not like when you're making like a one-off trade or you're making like a what-if comic book, like where you just kind of dream up something, just whatever you want. You know, you don't have like an origin that you have to pivot from, right? Everything has to pivot from the MCU, which I think is really cool. So I'm curious what they're going to do there. Uh, I, I, I think the, the story seemed, it seemed a little rushed just because they have to fit like this whole narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Within 30 minutes, which is fine, but it was kind of strange because you're kind of remembering watching Captain America, the first Avenger and all the arcs that that movie went on. And then you have to condense it and put it down in the 30 minutes with like a different character. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. This is a problem that we might not necessarily have in some of the other episodes when they get kind of out there and they move further along from a story that we already know. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we do get to see uh, a brand new character in this at the end. That's kind of brand new. There's lots of tentacles involved, yeah. and I guess that's where things really start to get wild and change yeah. because we do follow very similar beats that we do in the normal Captain America movie. You know, there, there's liberating different towns. Yeah. We do get the, adden- the the addition of Steve Rogers tagging along inside of an Iron Man suit. Yeah, that was a big change. Do- yeah. Yeah, but we do just kind of have a similar type of action set pieces where you're fighting soldiers, you're fighting tanks and stuff like that. And it does look really, really cool. I have to say, uh, seeing Peggy Carter, like, you know, jump around on top of the... um what, what name stomper. did they give the tank? The Hydra Stomper. Those are really cool when she's like just dropping down from the air. She grabs onto the suit, you know, it's leaping like, off on other planes. She's using like that just, shield as like... like like she's taken down airplanes with just a shield. That's fantastic to watch her do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really great. So they really have a lot of uh, talented people involved on the production side of things. Cause it, feels very cinematic right and I think that's always a worry that I think executives and uh, high ups have when they come to animated projects I think they're worried about them not being taken seriously or adults just shrugging them off because they're animated so this uh, it should not be a worry in anybody's head that if something's animated they shouldn't watch it if you're hearing good things about it you know go watch it but you really have nothing to be concerned about when it comes to this because things seem to be treated very cinematic Dramatic and very and, serious. Well, to to that point, like even our second bullet point here, that so cinematic. They brought back the actual actors to voice most of the characters, other than mm-hmm. Chris Evans, 
um, uh, didn't come back. Uh, the, the guy that got to replace him was pretty good. I'll give you that. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, and they also have the advantage of him being scrawny Chris Evans. So, yeah. you know, you could kind of detach a little bit from the character. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, uh, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan. Even for like, they have like three lines, but he was still there. Like, they brought him back enough for three lines. Like, they could have mm-hmm. easily like thrown that to like an intern down the hallway. Like, hey, come here, read these lines real fast. Um, Sebastian Stan again as Bucky Barnes, Toby Jones, Arnim Zola. Uh, the Colonel Flynn was really interesting because he hasn't really, he's not like a big actor, Bradley Wood, Whitford, but like they still brought him back. Stanley Tucci's Dr. Erskine. Uh, the, the biggest question I have is like, who are they going to get to voice the Red Skull, right? They're not bringing yeah, back. Yeah, I was, I was like, I could look this up, but I'm going to wait until Sunday when Chris does. Yeah, me. Ross Marquand, uh, re- returns as the Red Skull. He did the Avengers Endgame Red Skull. Uh, yeah, that's what I was. I yeah. was curious. Was it that guy from The Walking Dead yep. that's good at voices? Did he come back? Yep, yep. And then Samuel Jackson and Jeremy Renner is Nick Fury and and Hawkeye. So like, I think you know, adding to that cinematic, like, not just is are the visuals awesome. I did have a little bit like the the mouth movements looked a little weird to me. I think that's like my only like hiccup right now. But I, I can probably get over it later. But like enough to even bring back the actors and 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 have them do the voice, so you know yeah. what it, what it and is. Now- that was one of my big concerns coming in too was what visually is the show going to look like right because my brain just does not like cg cartoon or animated shows however you want to put it just because uh, the cg always looks very very stiff it it seems like constrained but they've really uh, the technology i feel like has really grown over the years they've done a really really good job adding a lot of awesome textures the animations on the characters do not feel stiff at all they actually incorporate a lot of 2d elements as well i was doing some uh, i was doing some uh, frame by framing uh, after i watched the show a lot of the explosions are hand-drawn 2d elements you know depending on how far back the camera is some of the background elements are totally hand-drawn so they're doing this awesome hybrid and this is probably the best cg show that i've seen that is embraced the look of CG. I mentioned before a past couple weeks on the show where there are some animated stuff out there that are using like CG, like 3D pipelines, but they yeah. really want it to look like 2D at the end of the day. This really looks great, and uh, if this is kind of the way we move forward with like Marvel animated stuff, I'm okay with it, it because they have a- they have introduced or announced other uh, animated uh, uh, you know, yeah, stuff outside and of it's what. enough. To, if you look at it, you're like, oh, that looks like the movie actor, but also it's unique enough like oh this is a marvel properly yeah i want the i want the art book for this yeah. when the season well, one is done i want that art well book. <laughs> i did some, i did some digging there's some interviews um they actually said that the art is inspired by artist jc Leyendecker, who's an illustrator from the early 1900s and twitter is smart enough to already have a Leyendecker bot uh who actually <laughs> pulls stuff from that the artist um jc Leyendecker. And the the people who work on it were like, oh, the light on on how he he painted his stuff is, is like paintings, is kind of like in a very like the light spreads in a very unique way across his stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how they they drew up their their animation style was based on on Land Decker. Yeah. So um, when you and when you see just everything going into the show, you do start to realize, oh, maybe this is why they couldn't get all the episodes done on time, right? Maybe this is why they have to put something over in season two because yeah these are highly polished yeah very very good uh again um you know there's a season two is confirmed i don't i don't it's hard to find other things to say about this i think the other big change they made was 
Uh, it actually reminds me of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, if you will. So early on in the episode, uh, Captain Carter gets the cosmic cube back, the Tesseract, right? Um, mm-hmm. And gets it back in American hands. So that's how they build the, the, the Hydra Stomper suit um, from Howard mm-hmm. Stark. So instead, the Red Skull has gone to like mysticism to open up portals. Um, mm-hmm. they, they get the cube back because, you know, they think Bucky's dead or not Bucky, uh, Steve's dead, but they open up a portal and pull. I, th- I think it's an abelisk, isn't it? Like from Guardians 2, um, that, that big tentacle monster they fight at the beginning of Guardians 2. I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I've been seeing uh, rumors that it could be like Shuma Gorath. That, that uh, was early on. I, Shuma Gorath has a personality and eyes, and this just kind of had like a squid body. Uh, well, we haven't yet seen what the body could be. Uh, but it, it it seems weird that it would just be like just random tentacle, right? Yeah. It seems like if you have like this whole universe to pull from, you would want to pull from something that you know is going to have a little bit more character at some point in time. So, yeah. uh, are these ten- tentacles going to return? Are we going to see the giant eyeball? If you're not familiar with Shumagorath, like I am not, but if you played uh, Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom yeah. I, that's probably the highest profile the character has ever gotten outside of the comic books, right? Yeah. So. But I, that's the thing. I'm so unfamiliar with the character. Is the character normally that scaled down? Because that's like the size of like you know relatively a person. I don't know if like they scaled it down for the video game or if the character's supposed to be large overall. But there's not a lot of iconic tentacle well, monsters in Marvel, right? Well, the, the thing is, and and uh, my wife brought up this thing is is what if that was actually like a Hydra creature that he was bringing? Because every time she cut off more tentacles, more would appear, right? Like. Shuma Gorth only has like ten tentacles, uh, mm-hmm. uh, ten tickles, if you will. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this this thing that she was fighting kept bringing more and more out into the world, right? Like, if if it's Shuma Gorth, I wouldn't be surprised. But then, like, did she fight it for ninety years before she was pulled into the the MCU proper by Nick Fury and like where the Avengers kind of were? Like, well, I don't think she was fighting it for 90 years. I think it was like a blip because when she kind of pops out of that portal, yeah. she was just like, oh, where's Steve? Like, you know, no time has uh, passed. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I, I, it sound, it seems like that's where, like, you know, episode or her second appearance is going to end up, right? It seems yeah. like they're going to well bring her into the future and she's going to hang out with the future kids. I think her next thing is I think the Watcher, as always, says he will never interfere he interferes. He's going to interfere in somewhere and bring all like all these characters together. We've seen that poster, the Guardians of the Multiverse. I, I think he's going to bring them together. So I think we'll see her later, like at the end of the season, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know you're kind of like on the other side of that fence, but I, I still feel very strongly like they're not just going to have them for one-offs and then the next season kind of thing. So um, I'm excited. This I think I think it was really really fun um, i'm excited to see more of this next week is um what if uh, t'challa was star lord um yeah that'll be a big deal because this is kind of yeah. chadwick's last uh performance i don't know if he has any other like, he has four live action movies in the bank he's got four um, episodes so this will be the first of four of them um oh, okay this. gotcha so uh yeah, so this will this will this will be trending on twitter for sure yeah literally like day after the war for wakanda expansion comes out uh for avengers as well like i, I think you know marvel's kind of scheduling all these together kind of thing so um yeah i'm i'm excited mike i think i think this is a fun show if they end up doing more not what if series but more series in this animation style um i'd be happy with that i mean i'd, I'd watch more mcu adjacent animated things like this yeah i'm cu- i'm curious what they'll do um you know what they'll do next with it right 
um, with this animation style. Because what if, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively bottled off. You could technically do what ifs till the end of time, you know, depending on how creative your writer's room is. But, you know, are we going to see like a proper standalone Disney Plus show animated, right? You know, technically we haven't gotten any confirmation whether like Secret Invasion is or isn't animated. What yeah. if that ends up being animated? I have a feeling, you know, people would be upset, right? right, right? Yeah. Because there's always like a subsection of people who think animation is less than, but you know, maybe this is the show that wins them over. But I think the great thing about it is, you know, the flexibility of the format, right? You would never be able to get all of these actors to return in front of a camera, right, and organize this type of, like, visual effects, you know, green screen, warehouse. It, it would just be too much, and it would be too expensive, and it would just never happen. So with the with this availability, you can do, like, so much more. You right? can tell a lot more stories that I think people will be okay with rather uh, in animated and rather than trying to do it in live action as well, right? Like, uh, you, they can get wild and show a lot more. Like you said, one panel of animation costs the same as the next panel one scene with a lot of explosions and green screen and actors and, and crew costs a lot more, like as we kind of talk about. So like if, if there's some stuff they want to tell, but you know, they need to scale it back on budget, they could easily go the animated route um, and keep people watching that. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad this is out and I want to see more about this. I just hope they get more wild because I feel like the watcher is there to narrate it right now. And he's like, not do like they didn't really ex- explain the show. They just jump in. They're like, okay, what if, and boom, it's off and that's fine. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm really hoping that this comes together more than just being a, a bunch of standalone episodes. Yeah, it would be nice to have a through line. Yeah. So, um, because I, cause I think that's like, you know, one, that's one thing you've always talked about some other shows. Like there's no through line. Like, what's the story? And like, this is like the one time I feel like there better be a through line or I'm going to be upset because, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want it to just be an anthology kind of stuff. So. All right, well, that's the episode for this week, Mike. Let's get going off of here. Let people have some of their day back. If they want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Or I'm going to be posting some of that stuff on Superhero Snack on Instagram later this week. You you best you best believe it. Uh, and people want to know more about the shows or episodes. I think our next review would be Shang-Chi, right, if we both get to watch it. So um, mm-hmm. uh, they, can, they can get ready for that. Where can they find us at? Oh, the best place to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. The, the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see those uh, Moon Knight leaks that might be harder to track down, you can get that link there in our show notes. And also, if you want to see what Deathstroke may or may not have looked like, uh, blurry in the background behind James Gunn. We got that photo, too, in our show notes. So head on over to Superhero Slate, where you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at Super. HeroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Are you planning on seeing Shang-Chi in theaters? Do you wish it would come to streaming so you don't have to uh, risk going out with a bunch of people? Uh, or maybe it's not even a risk. Maybe you've started to enjoy watching movies from the comfort of your own home and you don't have to worry about buying overpriced concessions anymore. Uh, I'd also be curious to hear about that too. Like Chris said, he's building out his own mm-hmm. movie theater in his basement. All he has to do is get uh, get the, the popcorn situation figured out. Oh, we got out a popcorn and, uh, maker. <laughs> and a fountain drink machine. Yeah, that's and Chris, you'll just never have to leave your home. That's true. Um, so, yeah, what's your movie theater preference moving forward, even after the pandemic's over? We'd love to know. 
But we love our super fans of the show. And if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, it's very easy to do. All you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, make sure you're vaccinated, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, every once in a while, like, somebody at the office will, like, broach the idea of, like, should we be on Twitch? And then our social media person is just, like, like it's not a bad idea, but you're going to have to, like, literally hire somebody to do that. Like, it can't, like, it's, like, a platform that, like, constantly has to be, like, nourished.